This is the good life, Monica. How hot is it there right now? Hot, but we got dugaritas, and that's yeah. what really matters. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Living life the way Red Lobster intended. <laughs> yeah, that's a church. That's a sort mm-hmm. of church. <laughs> yeah. I would consider it to be so. I've never been to Red Lobster, but I do consider myself an acolyte of their teachings. Never? You've never been to Red Lobster? Never, no. I wasn't fancy enough growing up. <laughs> do they Do they have a Red Lobster in North Dakota? They do. There's one in Fargo. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a block away from Olive Garden, and if we were going to be fancy, we always went to Olive Garden. <laughs> oh, sure. I don't know if I'd eat seafood at the furthest possible geographic uh, distance from the ocean. Yeah, unless they only served like all walleye or something. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just about to ask if there's even like a seafood eating culture in North Dakota. I feel like no. Uh, I, I wouldn't call it sea. It's like <laughs> lake food. Yeah, <laughs> like fish you catch in lakes and stuff. Yeah. We went. We we didn't go to Olive Garden, so we were a Red Lobster family. So, mm. so that's it's one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We go to I go to Red Lobster once a year uh, because my uncle Jim and Aunt Nancy always give us a fifty dollar gift card uh, for Christmas. <laughs> so when I'm home with my parents, though, it's like, well, we got to spend this, and so we always go, and <laughs> it's always the same. You're like, well, that was Red Lobster. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally fine. It's fine. Yeah, I uh, fried shrimp is probably my favorite food, and even there, it's just okay. <laughs> it's just yeah. fine. Yeah, I definitely remember the biscuits being really special to me when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, those are the best part, and then Red Lobster done fucked up because they sell the biscuits now, and they right. taste exactly the same as the, red lo- as the restaurant. They held nothing <laughs> back. Yeah, so we don't need them anymore. <laughs> I do feel like I- I'm not positive. I can't remember the last restaurant I ate at before the shutdown, um, but I do feel like it might be Red Lobster. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> because me and we, me and Alex just like to go to Red Lobster sometimes. Yeah. How different is it than like Bubba Gump? Um, it's less kitschy and sort of like pretend fancy. Like it, it really is focused on like, this is adult food. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is the food quality like same neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. There's a episode of Law and Order SVU where, uh, some kids, I think their mom gets killed and uh, at the end of the episode, Ice-T is like, you know what? I'm going to take you guys to Red Lobster. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> and he, takes, he takes them to Red Lobster to make them this feel better. This up for it. <laughs> yeah, that is the implication. <laughs> we broke even today. <laughs> <laughs> we lost a mom, but guess what? We took a visit to Cheddar Bay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Let the foghorns blow over Cheddar Bay in remembrance of my mum. <laughs> I do feel like Red Lobster, like Bubba Gump is supposed to be vaguely like Southern themed. Yes. And Red Lobster is like kind of New England themed. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but the food is all mediocre and that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always it's also like $20. It's always, it's always the same. And there's a sameness that ever since I moved here, I find comforting, even though it's like 
boring, stupid the same. Yeah, yeah. There's just like occasionally, I mean, because everything here is so eccentric. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, sometimes I don't want to like, get go to the adorable swamp shack 20 miles away that i have to like take a boat to (laughs) sometimes i just want a a teen waiter that's mad at me (laughs) oh man (laughs) um well i mean i guess we'll dive in i've taken four pages of notes on only one of the two movies Wow. So okay. I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, welcome to What Did You Learn with Luke and Monica. I'm Monica Scott. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm pissed that we're doing this as a three-way call because I can't use my phone to play some stupid music. Oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> get up, get up, down with the sickness! <laughs> That works. Yeah, it feels like it was a mashup of like three or four songs. I don't know how that song actually goes. I just know the, <laughs> just know the, the noise, the mouth noise that I've never been able to correctly make. Yeah, I don't know if anybody can. It's a real talent. That's why he gets paid what he gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, got, uh, he's got a lot of mouth stuff going on. Mm-hmm. That's why he named the band Saliva. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Who is it? I'm sorry. We're going to have to stop recording. (laughs) Maybe we can come back on another day. I wish. Because Rivers thinks that Saliva and Disturbed (laughs) are the same band. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I I do like that joke, though. (laughs) If it was was true, it would have been really good. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry, if you're going to make Dugaritas, you have to know the difference between butt rock bands. Yeah, otherwise it's stolen valor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, well, that's Luke lamenting that he has to use his phone. Hey, I managed to not introduce myself even without the song. And, and, uh, you know, the mouth sounds man, Rivers Langley, is here. I'm, I'm here. I'm doing what I gotta do. Uh, and it's do Garita. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we watched Get This two movies this week. Yeah. Um, they go hand in hand. Uh, we watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix and we watched Feels Good Man, which is on Amazon? <laughs> I can't remember. I think. I, no, I think, I think it's just on demand, right? Well, yeah, yeah. like like for rent. I think oh, on sure, a- sure. Am- yeah, Amazon, yeah. YouTube. Yes. All those places, because um, they couldn't find distribution for that movie. Um, but it was good. Uh, so, um, what do you guys? Which one of these did you guys like more? <laughs> I don't know where to oh, start. <laughs> feels good, man. Easily. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I felt like uh, I it was telling me things that I didn't know already. Yeah, right. Like my my thought, and I'll just you know skip right to the end here. My thought on the social dilemma is that this was a movie that when I was watching, I was like, yeah, I know this. <laughs> so, yeah. But I had to take a step back and realize that like most people don't think about this type of shit. So it's a necessary film, but just not necessary for me necessarily. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like it was still worth watching for sure. me in terms of like it it filled out sort of like a sketch of like, okay, I generally know this, but then when they fill in specific things of like 
pre like suicide rates in preteen girls went up like 183 yeah, percent in the last sure, 10 years yeah. it's like holy shit okay that kind of like drives the point home yeah more yeah well so let's maybe we'll tackle the social dilemma first and then cruise into feels good man uh <laughs> after because that's a little bit more of a positive note weirdly pepe the frog is the more positive note to end it on um but yeah so the social dilemma is a movie on netflix and it's um yeah i didn't like it (laughs) i didn't like it i didn't like it at all uh it was okay you know the social dilemma it had it had information that is fine to, to to put out into the world and contextualize for some people but i do feel like I don't think it achieved what it was trying to do, and I don't think it understood what it was talking about. It was a little bit too high-level techie for, like, our moms to really get into, and it was, like, too low-level for, like, people who are pretty online. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, the information... Like, their, their argument for how... Why they shaped the movie the way they did is like well we wanted it to get to the broadest audience possible but it's just like (laughs) it just I just don't think it it gave the right context for the broadest audience possible it doesn't give you it gives you maybe one actual tip that you can use in your day-to-day life and then otherwise it's just like yeah I mean all this stuff is really bad and here's a lot of the ways it's bad so Right, right. With <laughs> I, as far as I know, never addressing the profit motive either. Yeah. Like, or maybe that maybe it did. I guess they were like, "Oh, this is like for advertisers and stuff like that." But t- it, I feel like they talked about that a lot. Did they? I it. I was watching this movie uh, in a parking lot of uh, CVS <laughs> yeah. uh, in Monrovia, watching a mountain burn down. <laughs> that was uh okay. Sure. <laughs> I, I went out there Classic just to see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I went out there just to see it and take pictures and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it was it was kind of cool to watch. And and uh, we were talking about this movie. I was like, I'll throw that on, too. So I was kind of splitting my time between, uh, you know, watching a, ki- a kid turn alt-right and then also, of uh, you know, an actual mountain of burning Sorry, in front of me. I think you mean extreme center. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> ah. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, I so- forgot. The scripted thing that's baked into the middle of this movie fucking sucks ass. Yes. <laughs> it's not... It, it has totally good actors. I like that kid. Oh, he's the kid from Righteous Gemstones, right? Yeah. 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 And, and um, the, yeah, Santa who, Clarita Diet. I can't remember... Yeah, I can't remember. He's, his he's name. become like the go-to comedy and comedy and all the um, Vincent Carthizer yeah. uh, like. Oh my god, was his part corny though? <laughs> Holy but, shit! Yeah, it's like these people are cool, but like th- this wasn't a good way to do this <laughs> because <laughs> it was supposed to make you feel emotionally connected to like, oh, this is what it does to people, but it's like. You don't get enough time with these characters to give a shit about them. They're not well written at all. And yeah. then the worst thing that happens is they get like kind of arrested. <laughs> <laughs> also, the the thing, the little um I don't even I don't know what to refer to that thing as, the little like vignette in the middle of the movie. The overwhelming message is like we have to save the children from social media. <laughs> And 
in my fucking experience, it's like the moms at the table that won't get off their phones. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the whole movie was framed as like a parenting note. Right. Like we right. have to save kids from this, which save the children is a QAnon thing. So I'm, uh-huh. already, yeah. I'm already like, I don't like this. It also felt it's self-defeating that the, the whole point of this is trying to be like, look how real this threat is. And then they like structure it like this weird minority report thing where you can yeah. still kind of be like, oh, this is like a weird sci-fi thing. This isn't real. This is like a weird movie thing. Like, I don't know if they were going to do that. It should have been it, to me. It feels like it should have been totally like grounded in what they actually do. If they're trying to show how sinister this, this uh, way that they construct their algorithms and the, the right. whole point of them, like actually show that instead of three Vincent Carthizers looking at like a hologram of, of comedy boy. Yeah. And just like, you know, if this if that middle piece was well done, I should have cried at whatever the last thing is that happens. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it should have been horrifying. They opened the movie with footage of like the Christchurch shooter and uh, Charlottesville. Yeah. And I'm I've hit a point where it's like if you use that Charlottesville footage, you, you better have a really good fucking reason for doing it. And I don't feel like this movie did. Yeah. It was like, this is things where real people died and you're making, you are bringing, parading all of the technologists who unleashed this onto the world and then you don't press them at all. You let them distance themselves from what they did. You let them go, yeah, I mean, I don't use it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's bad. And you just... You you frame them like they're the experts. They didn't know what they were doing, and they fucked up the world. So maybe <laughs> they're not the people we should talk to. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. It made me that that the idea that you would interview these people and not press them at all made me furious. <laughs> it's just like he literally the first question that gets asked to the, all of them is who is to blame. And it shows all of them go, nobody really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As if it's not you. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't get, you don't like, the guy who create like, who created the Facebook ad model is like, yeah, I mean, it's like nobody ultimately, but it is unfortunate. <laughs> they do talk a lot about the, the profits and stuff. Um, and the advertising. I mean, I don't think advertising is inherently evil. Right, right. But as a, you know, as a as a motive to manipulate human behavior, it's kind of a bad excuse. <laughs> yeah. It's just when <laughs> when you leave those platforms, they stop making money, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So the advertising just like is fuel on a fire of like, well, we have to trap everybody as best we can. <laughs> <laughs> so it really just seems like change. I, I mean, they won't do this, but changing the monetization strategy. Yeah, yeah, is, is what should happen. Which this movie doesn't touch. They don't even try to give examples of another way it could happen. <laughs> yeah, that that's I guess what I maybe meant to say. As far as what they didn't talk about is, you know, maybe. I don't even know necessarily social media, but at the very least, the internet should be 
like water or power or something <laughs> like it's like not, a public service yeah it should be a public utility like yeah. putting it in the hands of these fucking assholes clearly is bad it's 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 ruining people's lives and stuff yeah and like i heard an interview with someone where they were saying that what if sending every email would cost one cent then it would dramatically change probably not your behavior but like the amount of spam you get almost certainly right and the your inboxes and then what if that some some logic like that could be transferred to social media or what if like people with really large followings had to pay per like per like tier of followings right. to uh, send mm-hmm. out messages or something i mean like dropbox essentially i feel like dropbox is monetization of just like amount of space you get I feel like you could shift that over to followings and that could maybe be something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because those people are using those large followings to make money, usually. They they sort of kind of briefly gloss over one or two things and they spend like 20 seconds talking about it. I remember one guy saying something specifically about government regulation of social yeah. media. Of oh, the like, taxing, right? Yeah, taxing right. Like data taxing collection. Taxing the amount of information that they gather on you so that they're not yeah. incentivized to gather every piece of data about you possible. Yeah, I mean, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they always sort of just hint at these things, but for the most part, it's kind of what you were saying. It's all these you know silicon valley guys being like i don't know what to do also that one guy said he was addicted to email well oh, that guy oh that was the weirdest guy ever tristan harris that was the guy that the the filmmaker was clearly like trying to profile but he didn't tristan do... harris you oh, mean? I'm so sorry. Yeah. he doesn't do anything that interesting the whole movie yeah that was the weirdest moment in the entire movie is when the first guy goes oh yeah you know i'm really addicted to twitter and then the next guy goes oh yeah it's uh, facebook for me and then that guy's like email i email i, I don't know what you guys are talking about i'm huge on email <laughs> i mean he's also the guy that went viral with a powerpoint <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. he did? Was yeah, that... the, in the beginning of the movie. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah because oh, that's that Tristan's like, the whole thing is he made that PowerPoint and then he was like, I guess I'll quit. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> you God. Didn't, you didn't listen, so I guess I'll quit. And he founded, <laughs> he founded the Center for Humane Technology. Yeah. It... And his, his co-founder, Aza Raskin, he's one of the people interviewed. And... Uh. That's the guy who created the infinite scroll. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's like, <laughs> sorry, creating a cute nonprofit is not enough of a punishment for what you've done to yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just for people listening and maybe me it's it's the thing where they withhold uh you know other people's profiles and stuff from your feed, so every time you refresh it gets new stuff, right? And it never ends at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's just always something to be scrolling on. I don't know about y'all. I just, email to me is just like a burden. I'm like, ah, oh, God, you know, I'm just like, go in just to make that red number go away on my phone. <laughs> I have, I mean, I don't know if I can see it because I'm recording on my phone, but I have like 20,000 emails. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. Oh, yeah. I have like 760 unread emails or something oh, I, no, uh, I lost it i'm never gonna go through i lost track at some point and i was like this is this is gone <laughs> i can't do this 
<laughs> I can't fix this. It's it's part of my daily task. It's just getting on email and fucking delete until I don't have a red number no more. What did you think about all the stuff they were saying about like Gen Z kids and how they're reacting like or I don't know how they think how this movie thinks they feel about social media. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Luke said at the beginning, the, the thing about the teen suicide rate, that was maybe the most shocking piece of data in the whole thing. The rest of it, I was just like, I was like, yeah, they're they're trying to like get you to buy shit i don't know who doesn't know this the microphone is on mm-hmm. <laughs> did you not notice this yeah i'd also like to see that suicide rate thing in comparison to uh, uh just everyone's suicide rate yes yeah. like is it generally trending up because then isolating that and being like look teen girls is another weird save the children thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah True. i just was getting weird save the children vibes from this movie <laughs> yeah yeah and it's funny that pepe movie can't find distribution but this was on netflix as if netflix doesn't do the exact same shit yeah i mean i guess what my thought about like gen z with social media is that <sighs> Like, they were born into a world where algorithms were just ruled how you interact with stuff, and they know how to manipulate it already, and they are fine. You know what I mean? Like, they dove right in. They're fine. (laughs) (laughs) They seem fine. And they get exposed to... Like, on TikTok, I feel like, one, a lot of TikTok is, like, making jokes about the algorithm. Like, oh, I made it to Sushi Chef TikTok or something you know what i mean (laughs) like when you get served a video about something you make a joke about it oh okay and people a lot of people will make videos that is just like welcome to like whatever subculture you are tiktok and that's the whole video Uh uh-huh and it because tiktok is entirely algorithmic there's almost no like you can have a big following and people will kind of see those videos but for the most part it, you can have zero followers and go, have a video go viral immediately. They take your video, they show it to 10 people. If it gets like a certain percentage of engagement, then they show it to 100 people. And then if it hits that it, set level of engagement again, it goes to 1,000 and then it just keeps going and going. Oh, wow. So oh. I should get on TikTok. So yeah. it is, yeah. It has nothing to do with followers. Like the followers are fine, but... It, you don't need them to get started. <laughs> okay. You just need I, to speak the language of how they're talking and what they're saying because they immediately pick up on <laughs> when yeah. you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Maybe that could be my thing. Big fat idiot that doesn't know what he's doing. There are a lot of like middle-aged like boomer people who are on TikTok who are very dorky, but it's very sweet. And all these teens will be like, yes, go queen. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, I think, very sweet. But on TikTok, I feel like you get exposed to like people talking about body problems they have that maybe felt private but when you see it you like i do i see a lot of girls talking about like weird vaginal issues oh i was gonna say i'm gonna be the king of poop tiktok (laughs) (laughs) but like i mean i'm sure that i'm sure that there's more than that that's just like the algorithm picked up on like i like women talking about women's stuff so that's what it keeps showing me but so many personal experiences get normalized in a, in a healthier way 
And so uh, I, I feel like they're having a good time on social media. <laughs> and that's like, why they're taking it away. Like that they're, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I just think, I think that they're fine. <laughs> I think, yeah, that, I think yeah. that the kids are fine. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a bunch of, uh, you know, people our age worrying a lot. Yeah, and older. I don't know. It really bugged me that this movie didn't ever talk about how like older people can get very taken advantage of online because that's a way oh, bigger problem yeah. to me. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. who who keeps falling for the Nigerian prince schemes? <laughs> it ain't fucking us. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Man, I uh I listened to a podcast called American Skyjacker. Have you heard of that one? No. It's fucking dope. It's basically this guy uh, who, uh, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, McNally, uh, who heard the D.B. Cooper story in the late 60s. And he was just this low-level criminal in Michigan. And he was like, I'm going to fucking do that. And so (laughs) he did a D.B. Cooper. Like He took the plane hostage, got, I think, a couple hundred thousand dollars, and then jumped out of the plane. And his parachute went off, but he dropped the money. (laughs) and he landed in like a field in indiana and and it's this like 10 part podcast that just talks about him running from the cops and then eventually he goes to jail and blah 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 and kind of tells his whole story and it's fucking insane i loved it uh but it ends with he finally gets out of jail and they're talking to his caseworker who's like kind of managing his you know uh, probation life and stuff like that and she goes and you know and he gets out of jail he's like in his 70s right and uh she goes oh yeah you know he was very very susceptible to those internet schemes <laughs> and i was like <laughs> it's so funny that a dude who was badass enough to take a gun onto a plane take the plane hostage steal two hundred thousand dollars do you try to escape jail like five or six times he kept falling for the Nigerian prince. <laughs> as soon as he got email, he ended up like losing a ton of money to those scams. So, yeah, that's so right. funny. Anyway, American Skyjacker. That shit's great. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm gonna listen to that. But uh, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like, I I know my dad kind of has a hard time, and my mom to some degree has a hard time, like just taking any news that they see as fact, face value. Yeah. <laughs> And people are so sophisticated at making stuff look like news. Oh, well, and you don't even have to do that. In a lot of cases, it's it's that confirmation bias thing of like, this is a thing I already thought. And then the fun thing is because of, you know, kind of how we're doing the podcast now, like with news stories and things like that. Yeah. I spend a lot of time in uh, comment sections on Facebook and it's kind of fun <laughs> when, you know, some older person leaves like this huge paragraph that's like a political opinion and yeah. it's filled with so much like bullshit and you're, you're trying to go through like line by line and figure out like, oh, she thinks this because she read this thing in 2016. Yeah. She thinks this thing because of this weird fake news story. Like, but it just becomes part of like the big like Katamari ball of bullshit information that just keeps rolling down the road like there's a reporter for for the fox affiliate in la on twitter have you seen that guy bill malugan uh possibly what is it did you see the tampon in the uh frappuccino story oh yes yes. oh of course yes so that originated from bill malugan oh okay he was the reporter he will literally publish anything he is fed by the sheriff Oh, shit. Okay. And so everything he publishes is like, 
written as fact from a reporter and you know sources tell me and it's always like clearly directly from like the sheriff right right (laughs) and i just feel like but he looks like a real reporter he has the makings of a real reporter but he's like just yeah i don't know it just feel like it tricks people so much and it's driving me insane Sorry, I'm Dugan, another dude. <laughs> oh, are you? You're taking a mid a mid podcast do break. <laughs> yeah, we're Dugan an ASMR podcast now. <laughs> All right. Oh, do do do. That's okay. I'm just talking. I'm listening. Oh, I was just listening to those those smooth do sounds, you know. <laughs> what do you guys think about the music in this movie? <laughs> I honestly don't remember what the music was like. Yeah, what was, was the music? It was like sinister um, robot sci-fi movie music. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It was so uh, corny. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny when they got what was the former president of uh, Pinterest. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's the guy. Like, he's the same guy who created the monetization strategy at Facebook. Oh yeah. That was his job before <laughs> becoming the president of Pinterest. It, yeah. That that was a funny thing to me is because I realized that after damn near ten years, I still don't know what Pinterest does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's just uh, a little digital bulletin board. Yeah, I, I've got one, I think. But <laughs> Why? I, no, I, no, because I was trying to like, I think I was looking for like an image online, uh, mm. like a, like an old movie poster, and the only place that I could find it was Pinterest, but I couldn't look at the image without signing up for Pinterest. So, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, Pinterest, the trick with Pinterest is that it, it um, it's theoretically the pins are like links to to external websites but yeah. then a lot of those links die and the pinterest image stays and that's all yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i feel <laughs> so, like that's my whole experience with pinterest is yeah. googling something and that's like the only way place it comes up it's like well what is, i can see it and i can't <laughs> can't get it's to like it. behind a glass wall <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it, it. Like, that's exactly how i put it too it's <laughs> <laughs> so funny yeah yeah it's like looking at shit on the internet through an aquarium yeah yeah you're like, I can see the shark. I can't mm-hmm. get the shark, but I can see it. Basically, we want to buy sharks on Pinterest. Marta, <laughs> how do I buy sharks? <laughs> that can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah, Tracy Morgan figured it out. <laughs> there was, oh, this will cross us over, I think, into, into Feels Good Man, but there was a Pizzagate section to this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they had the lady who was the, like, head of policy for at Data for Democracy, and they had her say that she didn't know where Pizzagate started. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. And I was like, that, that can't be your job then. If you don't know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm some idiot, and I'm like, John Podesta's emails. Uh, I, <laughs> well, and that it was like 4chan person or 8chan, I don't remember right, which right. one, who like uh, tweaked them even more so that they seemed more sinister. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's like she, they don't say, they don't mention 4chan once in the social dilemma. 
Yeah, well, and, and that's why I kind of liked uh, Feels Good Man more, I think, is because it at least sort of uh, attempted to deal in reality <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's just, it's an incomplete picture if you don't, like, zoom out and include, like, image boards like 4chan or 8chan or whatever 8chan became. Yeah. <laughs> Such a bad movie. Um <laughs> Uh, but Feels Good Man was all about 4chan. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really the best kind of like, I don't know, the best depiction and like talk talk about 4chan that I've ever seen. Yeah. They, they were humanized a little, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They did get the one uh, neckbeard guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who made, who made like Elliot Rogers fan videos. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that guy. Maybe they could have demonized him a little bit more. <laughs> I, would, I mean, well, quite frankly, I would have liked to know what happened with him because he doesn't get an end to his story. Yeah, I mean, he kind of drops off halfway. He through. barely gets an intro. Yeah. Well, and it, well, I feel like they focused on him a lot as sort of like the voice of kind of the neats, how four channers, <laughs> yeah, feel or think, but he seemed to be talking about it past tense and like, you know, he seemed less radicalized <laughs> than yeah, he that's used true. to be. So, I, but they don't really ever go into that or tell his story a little time. Like I would just like a slightly wider window into who he is now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did have put a good like description on sort of what the feelings were of people who are on 4chan and like, I don't know why they thrived in that way. And I, I it didn't not make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, it made, I, I liked the way this movie was laid out. You know, the animation is cool and stuff like that. And you're right. I think it's the best depiction I've ever seen of the growth of some internet subculture. I thought yeah. it explained it really well. Cause I'm, I'm not like terribly familiar with it. I remember, I'm sure Monica, you and me could go back in our text at some point and find the exact moment where you were recommending the episode of Reply All to me about Peppy the Frog, and I and I literally said, "What is Peppy the Frog?" <laughs> so we, you and I, could pinpoint the exact moment when I got on board this train, and it was straight up like this time of 2016, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so because I was completely unaware of uh, of any of this until it became a problem. Yeah. yeah. I think so, a lot of for a lot of people that's the case. Yeah, but it was just funny. There were so many people on there just being like, "Oh yeah, man, I had the fucking Boys Club comic. I thought it was great." I'm like, I cannot imagine anyone knew about this before it became an issue. Well, people in the like indie printing scene of San Francisco. That's true. Yeah. Like, that's that's always going to be hyper specific, and he seemed happy with that. Matt Fury seemed so nice. Yes, yes. And maybe the l- most ill-equipped to handle what happened person in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually w- listened to like an interview with the filmmakers who said they were kind of talking about a lot of people's criticism was that Matt Fury was a little bit too laissez-faire about how the meme took off and everything. And the filmmaker <laughs> brought up the point, he was like, this has never happened to anyone in history. Yeah. You know, fuck up. Yeah. Like he's the first guy. You can't, you know. It's, and it's, he's so he's he's just like kind of a a gentle, calm man who like 
couldn't grapple with it, I don't it think. It doesn't seem like he had ever been on the internet before <laughs> Pepe turned into <laughs> no, alt-right. He was, he was drawing the shit by hand on paper and scanning it to MySpace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. That's why I immediately thought of uh, the social dilemma when I was watching this is because you contrast Matt Fury versus those technologist guys. Yeah. And they're trying to be Matt Fury of being like, oh, well, we, we had no way of knowing we were letting Frankenstein out of the fucking castle and shit. When it's like, no, you went into this to make money and this is what the pursuit of money does is it corrupts people and makes them fucking evil. Yeah. Whereas this guy is literally just like his hippie who's working out of the back of a thrift store. Yeah. Just being like, I don't know, man, whatever. <laughs> until yeah. it was so he's the guy they think they are i right. think in in their heart of hearts those like silicon valley bastards think that they're matt fury this is a these two movies are a tale of two san francisco's <laughs> <laughs> yeah a tale of two cities palo alto and the actual city <laughs> um yeah because it's really i mean it comes on slow for matt and then suddenly, <laughs> suddenly it's so out of control. I don't know what I would do. I mean, it's really tragic. It's like sad to watch. It, it doesn't, I don't feel like I left that movie feeling great. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Well, because it's an ongoing story. You know, they, uh, I, again, I literally just listened to this interview with uh, the filmmaker. They finished editing this movie two days before Sundance. <laughs> so it's... I mean, it's as current between the time between finishing and airtime. It's as current as you can make a movie. It's like literally two days before they showed it to the public. Yeah. And they, they couldn't find distribution, but they, I, I, I listened to something with them where they said they were pitching it as a cartoon at first. Uh huh. And the, oh, wow. I, and the idea was it was really fun uh, <laughs> they were pitching a pepe the frog cartoon or like a boys club cartoon yeah. where pepe gets sucked into a kind of like alice in wonderland universe and then every episode is him like coming across another like a uh, problem that is like a parallel to like internet problems uh-huh and having to like work through them and so recontextualizing pepe in terms of like the universe he came from and now he's sucked into this thing and like I thought that's a really cool idea. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Every network that took the meeting was like, hmm, interesting. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because once that deadline article drops, you know, like whatever, FX picks up Pepe the Frog show, like... Yeah, and the ADL They is get like... burned down in the comments, you know. I mean, I don't even know... Are there... I mean, it's not like there are actual rules, but there feels like there's probably like a rule of like an ADL determined, um, what is it? Hate symbol, I guess is what Pepe, maybe you can't <laughs> have one on TV or make a TV <laughs> show about it. I don't know. Although I will say, I, I believe that the, uh, ADL actually got him his lawyers when he did sue Alex Jones. Uh, I love that. Cause all of his lawyers did it pro bono and they even, uh, they actually showed up to Sundance apparently. Yeah. And they were so cute. They were so excited. His, uh, <laughs> his lawyers apparently got like a standing ovation at Sundance, <laughs> which is I awesome. I love that. It was so funny. Cause yeah, it's, I, I noticed it immediately and I'm so glad somebody said it that like, this motherfucker looks like Pepe the Frog. 
<laughs> he's got like the real heavy eyelids and yeah. he's just kind of got that vacant like you know wavy gravy stoner fucking face about him and then, good man yeah <laughs> and then somebody even said it and they kept kind of cutting back and forth between him and the frog <laughs> it's like yeah he kind of looks like him that's so, so funny yeah I, I i liked this movie it did not i mean it it sort of bummed me out, but I, I ended up, I, I liked it so much. I thought it was so effective in the way that it kind of told the story. And especially it's a, such a weird and sort of difficult to understand thing, I think. Um, yeah. I liked the main character, unlike a Social Dilemma, where I was like, I want all these people to be in a glass box in The Hague. Yeah, I'd say, <laughs> put these people in The Hague. They did yeah. crimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas Matt Fury, I'm just like, man, I could hang out with that dude. I know he reminds me, I'm, I'll say it, my friend Sean, he's an he's an illustrator. You hear that, Sean? He, <laughs> yeah, you've met Sean. Yeah. Just, I was like... It, it, Rivers I, isn't fucking afraid of you, Sean. No, no, I won't. I don't <laughs> say it. Sean's been my best friend since we were like 10 years old and Matt Fury it kind of reminded me of like what would happen if this he his personality was it reminded me of Sean a little bit it's like and, and I that's why I kind of could relate to him I was like I would feel so bad if this happened to my nicest friend who just loves doing art and like putting it out there and just kind of riding the Marvy groove wave, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, you're responsible for uh, creating, you know, the 21st century swastika essentially. And it's just like, Oh my God, why did it have to happen to this dude? <laughs> yeah. It really also like, you know, I've, I, I've gone back and forth on thinking like edgy mean stuff is funny, but sure. I, I do feel like this year has maybe broken my brain a little bit of that because uh. watching this movie and seeing like the 4chan guy talk about what they think is funny was like making me mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this yeah. is mean. And I felt mad. I felt mad that the 4chan people who feel outcasted and like, I don't know, it's just, it, it just for the, their position in the world, like, or how they perceive themselves. It, I, I don't know why they don't have more empathy for Matt. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, like yeah. he yeah. is not like so upwardly mobile that he's like some rich asshole. They have to fight against. He's just like a sweet art, poor artist. I I mean, there's the <laughs> moment where it's like, dude worked in a thrift shop and they, and then he, he's like, Oh yeah, this is my little spot back here. And it was just this like fucking corner of a thrift shop. He's like, yeah, I just came back here and drew whenever we weren't busy. And I was just like, God, I know, I know this man. I know exactly. And I feel mm -hmm. so fucking bad for him. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, I, it, it's really surprising to me that the 4chan people were like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah. he's just, he just he's just not in your community but so he doesn't like when you make his frog a nazi what's wrong <laughs> yeah it feels like you should understand that and be maybe a little sympathetic to it yeah well it's i mean it's the most cliche shit ever but it's true it's that whole like you know hurt people hurt people it's like these are not yeah well-adjusted people so they're only going to be able to respond to things in maladjusted ways you know <laughs> yeah and it's just i don't know it just sucks because i think that like there's a, definitely a universe like i think it's not it, it's okay to be someone who like maybe exists primarily online if that's how you're comfortable or yeah whatever like so i i like that this movie doesn't totally vilify that concept no no of, they for don't. them 
Um, Because I think that being quick to just be like, oh, yeah, 4chan, they're all like bad, racist, whatever, is like, well, some. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some were just kind of like sad, lonely dorks that didn't really know where else to hang out and they felt comfortable there. I don't know. Right, right. Well, it's, God, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. There is, yeah, there is like this. and you guys currently being that... arrested? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll finish this up in the back of a squad car. Fine. Um, uh, there's sort of like an abstract idea in there that makes sense, but then it's like hard to empathize once it comes into practice. Yeah. Of just how the 4chan community... They're so insular, and then when, like, Katy Perry fans started coming in, they're like, what the fuck is this? This was our weird little space for people who are like us to hang out, and then they yeah. get, like, mad and, like, want to push those people out, uh, and uh, ended up becoming <laughs> Nazis. Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, we all bitch and gripe about it, but we didn't become Nazis when YouTubers started showing up at comedy clubs. You know? <laughs> It's the same idea. It's like, yeah, this is, look, we're the ugly weirdos. This is our ugly, weird spot. But uh, at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I'm not a fucking Nazi about it. I just think it's it's funny to watch them fail at it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think you should just be happy to sit back and watch Katy Perry be bad at memes. That's, that's a reward in and of itself. I don't know why you have to be a white nationalist about it. <laughs> about it. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, truly, they could have just let you know, all the women who stumbled into 4chan after Katy Perry posted of Pepe, uh, they could have just let those posts like bomb really hard and those women would have left. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's probably an, that's probably an oversimplification, but it does seem like (laughs) if you, if you just let the shit bomb, it's like people stop doing it then. Right. You're right. And the the weirdest part about them and the part that really uh worries me about the whole kind of uh, especially the underbelly like the mostly online underbelly of the alt-right movement is how self-aware they are yeah that that whole thing about like oh we're elites we're which uh what was that stand for like neats uh, or neats neats not employed not not in education, employment, or training or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they're, like, aware of this and... I mean, I guess that's, like, kind of part of all countercultures is, like, owning, you know, your otherness or whatever. But yeah, to the extent that they're just aware of how aware they are of all of this is is kind of the worrying part but it's also the thing that they're actually worried about is a self-selecting uh problem that kind of works itself out of like if Katy perry or rihanna or whoever goes on 4chan for five seconds they're gonna be like <laughs> oh <know>? never mind <laughs> and and they know this yeah they know that they are like unappealing disgusting monsters or whatever so it's like just just let your uh you know your your awfulness be its own repellent there's no need to go the extra distance let your content speak for itself (laughs) 
But that would have been a reasonable <laughs> yeah, way to true. handle. I mean, they also are pretty clear that they see women as the enemy. Yeah, that's true. That's the big. That's the biggest part of all of so this. So once yeah. they are in their community or show up there, talking about Katy Perry or Nicki Minaj or whatever, like, yeah, that was a predictable reaction. Right. Right. I do feel like the Nicki Minaj Anaconda Pepe was maybe the first one I saw. What What was it? Because I don't. I don't know. It was her doing the splits with in like pink shorts, I think, and then the face. But it was Pepe, <laughs> and it was like her big butt <laughs> looking back. Oh, okay. <laughs> and was the the Pepe was like a the face that was the was the splits doing Nikki? Oh, okay. Oh, Anaconda's her song. Oh, never yeah. mind. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you trying to think of the movie poster for the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like confused for a minute. Yeah, I just remember no, that. Yeah. Nicki Minaj in Anaconda. <laughs> yeah, it was her song, and the music video had like a lot of you know popular imagery. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> popular Nazi yeah. imagery. Yes. <laughs> Mostly butts. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I. But I do feel like I mostly learned about Pepe like you know the same after it was already bad and so anytime i saw one i was like that's a bad kid <laughs> yeah i don't re- i don't remember the first pepe i saw i feel like i i feel like i was kind of aware of pepe but not as yeah. like a, an important thing I th- it was just like a like the troll face thing or right. like that like that white drawing guy uh oh yeah that the four channers like right i don't remember yeah. what his name is but you know there's the common meme of him like putting on the smiling mask and then behind <laughs> yeah. him he's like cry screaming yeah. Yeah, like whoever yeah. that guy it was just like lumped into that sort of like i don't know it's like an internet meme drawing thing yeah and then it suddenly one day was like oh now that it's been around for years also it's associated with nazis <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way yeah. they're nazis now <laughs> what i really i really of all the things that i thought would come back in my lifetime i i it's like you know dumb to say but i am surprised nazis are what came back (laughs) it's weird (laughs) yeah it's weird but and that's that's another thing i loved about this movie is they kind of they kind of make it clear that originally the nazis are the easiest shorthand for stupid people to you know shut down you know discussion or whatever and that's and the fact that that's where this started is like oh these are dumb guys who don't actually know how to deal with their feelings or (laughs) make arguments correctly the first thing they go to is being like oh yeah well hitler is cool i guess just if you're trying to shock people yeah Mm -hmm. that like they just thought the funniest thing in the world was like to put hitler somewhere or 9-11 somewhere yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and that not that they know this, <laughs> but that tradition goes straight back to the beginnings of punk rock. And a lot of those bands, but I'm thinking specifically of the Ramones, who are, I think all of them except for Johnny are Jewish, but they would write songs like KKK Took My Baby Away, oh, Blitzkrieg sure. Bop, like 
having just Nazi stuff is always meant to be a, a way to freak out the squares. Yeah. You know, that shit actually, I could skip right past punk rock and go all the way back to like motorcycle gangs, Hunter Thompson, Hell's Angels, all those guys adopted Nazi imagery as a way to freak out the square community. But they never adopted the ideology of it. It was always just meant to be like, fuck you society. Yeah. But these people have gone the extra step and, and in a lot of ways have sort of melded with that sort of weird nineties, anti Clinton, Timothy McVeigh, Turner diaries, like militia culture. It's all gotten kind of swirled into this one kind of big, crazy thing. And now a thing that used to just be there to freak out the squares has turned into dead people on the streets. And that's, that's the fucking scary part. Totally. Yeah. And I think there's definitely part of this overall discussion of memes and fake news. And, um, I, uh, I guess the opposition of the two sides of whatever political spectrum or, or whatever that you want to talk about of there's, this also this like this element of trolling that we're talking about right. which kind of like has this blurry line as to when it stops being trolling you know uh, which one i think each side looks at the other and says no they're being genuine with this all the time right uh, but that it's it's hard to know because sometimes they're not and sometimes they are you know yeah because there is like like what you're talking about of like adopting whatever uh nazi imagery just to be like yeah fuck you we're gonna freak you out yeah but then at a certain point there's like a blurry line of like well now this is starting to edge into actual like white supremacy <laughs> yeah. just just toeing the line a little well, bit of <laughs> and i think like culture i mean just like general kind of like culture war culture that yeah. has like mm-hmm. sped up since I don't know the seventies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. was Phyllis Shafley out out and about being a bitch? Uh, her thing. Yeah, seventies <laughs> and eighties. Yeah, 80s. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just in, uh, I guess one reason I bring it up is like this is not a well both sides are kind of wrong. It's not at all this kind of thing. Yeah, but like in terms of people trying to like filter out what's real and where it is on the spectrum, it's like, you'll see so so much of like liberal and left Twitter, you know, making fun of people on the right for thinking that Antifa is real. And then you'll, people will like change their, their Twitter handle to like captain of Antifa. And they're, you know, and then people are like, Oh, they're a leader of Antifa. And it's like, well, they're trolling you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's and a mess. On, on the other side, they're trying to like look at you and figure out what's real and what's not because, in terms of like what we're talking about with yeah. algorithms where it like radicalizes you more and more like they're being told everything on their newsfeed hey this is real this is a real organization and then you do that to troll them and they're going to think it's real yes. yeah yes and that is happening to an, an extent on the other side but also there are real nazis too <laughs> and so it's <laughs> yeah i mean I, there's definitely like i feel like a, a lack of making that connection of like, hey, you're trolling is making this worse. Absolutely. I don't think at, at this point, it's like trolling is not fun. It's not it's not adorable. It's like you're causing real problems and people are confused right now. Mm-hmm. And also, I think that a big problem, like a thing that I always try to like tell people and teach people whenever I'm talking to anyone about social media is like, catch yourself in a reaction like you don't just you can't just react to everything you're seeing 
<laughs> because it's it's just it's a mess out there and so many people are trying to fuck with you and get you to react to stuff and your shitty reaction to like I can't there was that like politician senator or something in Florida who would post the most insane KW Miller. Yes, that guy. Yep. People would like reply to his tweet and be like you know, and say some like funny burn or they, or they quote tweet him and be like, you know, this fucking asshole, whatever. And I was like, okay, (laughs) all you're doing is spreading this message. The algorithm can't tell that you're making a joke at him. So the algorithm is seeing this as highly engaging content that it Uh will now share to thousands more people because you replied with your funny little thing right well and i mean shit it, you know we're we're sitting here less than 24 hours removed from the death of ruth bader ginsburg sure and there was that congressman who tweeted that shit it was like you know r.i.p to the millions of babies that ruth bader ginsburg fucking let be murdered with abortion and it's that same thing you're talking about we're like if people just did not react to let that, let this bomb. Yeah. Let this let it bomb. <laughs> yeah. But there's so many people being like, look at how evil this is. And you're like, didn't you know? It's similar to my reaction to the social dilemma. Whenever some shit like this goes down, people are like, here's the 15 reasons that the Republicans are bad. It's like, yeah, man, I lived through Bush. Like I knew they were bad. Why, why is this surprising to you? Yeah. <laughs> they invaded a whole country for no reason. <laughs> Why? What makes you think they wouldn't make fun of an old lady? I will say dead? when she died, I was like, ah, I cannot be online for a few days. Fuck no. <laughs> it's going to yeah. get too annoying <laughs> on all sides. Yeah. Like I yeah. can't, I can't see people trolling about like abortion. I can't see people yeah. yas queening a fucking federalist, right. whatever. Like right, I was right. just like, <laughs> can't take this the whole thing. i can't be yelled at to vote for the 900th time i can't be yeah. yelled at about like the people who really bug me lately have been the uh hold your nose and vote for biden people oh you mean the extreme center <laughs> <laughs> just, just because like hold your nose is something you say to a child uh-huh so it's not it's like already people it's like people are questioning Biden, so that that's okay. You know, you can push him to answer questions. Yeah. Uh, don't call me a child because I have, like right. if if I'm someone who already doesn't totally agree with you, and then also maybe I don't respect you, and you call me a child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just right. it's just like such a bad plan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and not everybody, you know, I can get. I tend to get pretty introspective with any time I'm reacting to like a tweet or something. And I'm like, why am I mad? Like, what do I, what were they saying? What am I doing? Like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like people need to like, there should be a delay. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You should hit reply and then it makes you wait 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say, as far as that goes, uh, LA was kind of saved by the fact that we had an earthquake around midnight last night. So uh, most of the people tweeting about Ruth Bader Ginsburg are now all of a sudden, uh, you know, they got they got hot quake tweets. No, they're back to telling me to vote. Um. Oh, are they? (laughs) But yeah, the other this ties in with what you were going to say. I forgot who said it, but somebody had a great. uh, 
I don't remember if it was a tweet or something I heard, but it it said they said uh, fight the urge to weigh in. <laughs> I've, I've said that before for sure. <laughs> oh, maybe it was you then. Okay, the copyright monitor, we copyright that shit. Be like Matt Fury gets his lawyer up because that's the most brilliant shit ever, and I think about it all the time. Fight the urge to weigh in. You just don't need to. You don't. Most of the time, you don't need to weigh in. Right. Right. <laughs> and if you and if. Um, I always also try to tell people, like, if if you see some fucking post that makes you so mad you want to, like, share it but also decry that it's bad, for the love of God, don't quote tweet it, don't link to it. Like, I don't... <laughs> it's insane to do that. <laughs> it's just I may like, or may not be guilty of that a couple of times. It's just like, stop <laughs> driving traffic to stuff that you don't believe in and don't like and don't want to exist. Yeah. All you're yeah, doing is helping the message of the, you know, the bad guy, whoever you perceive the bad guy to be. <laughs> I did get blocked by Charlie Daniels' uh, ghost account. So, <laughs> and I tweeted about it. So, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. He blocked me because there was that whole like Travis Tritt thing where Travis Tritt, uh, you know 90s uh, country star oh yeah was saying like we should all block 20 res- hashtag resistance accounts a day or something <laughs> and then charlie daniels who's dead his twitter responded to it was just like yes we all should do this and i just responded <laughs> with oh no a ghost <laughs> with a gif of scooby-doo and i got blocked by charlie daniels so that's uh, pretty <laughs> offensive content i see why I, uh, I was like, that's not even, that was just, I was just funning. I, I was just funning because you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> Stop it's using crazy. dead people's Twitters. That's it's weird. It's crazy that you and Herman Cain are still tweeting, <laughs> even though you were dead. That really is weird. <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, Donald Trump I mean, killed Herman Cain. No one's saying it enough, but it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he murdered it's, that man. Yeah. That man would be alive if not for Donald Trump. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. You know, he's an awful person, but it's it is funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely the reason people still quote tweet and stuff is because, like, mm, I'm going to get more likes if I'm visibly seen dunking on this person. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> like know? I don't even know if it's it's as specific as likes as it is just like I want for the world to see that I thought of funny. I'm funny. Yeah. (laughs) I'm funny and my (laughs) politics are good is like all the subtext of every fucking dunk tweet. (laughs) It's bad. It's so bad. I mean, I wish there was stuff like that in the social dilemma, like this advice I'm giving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 The only piece of advice was Jaron, Jaron Lanier, who is good. That guy is good. The guy with the yeah. dreadlocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But pretty tough package to receive information from. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I honestly, did you get the feeling they kind of used him for that purpose? Uh, like because of the way he looks? Because so you can kind of almost like not pay attention to him? Because he was the one guy in that movie that I, you know, like I said, did, didn't think needed to be uh, convicted of war crimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, weird choice the, to have him be sta- the only one that's standing. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that have the same opinions. Maybe they don't have the same background or clout or whatever as him. But I was like, do we have to have 
the dreaded kind of crazy looking guy saying this? Is there not a competent uh, hot person? There was. <laughs> he's like he's like definitely really well respected in in the sure. world of like anti technology <laughs> zealots. Um, right, but. Uh, but yeah, he is. He 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 made zero effort to appear to be anything but himself, which is good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, but hard. My millennial heart really had a lot of trouble listening to like the poster boy of Gen X dudes. Yes, I was yes, just like, yeah. I, I can't listen to you. <laughs> yeah. But he gave the only practical advice in the whole fucking movie, which was to never click a video YouTube is recommending you. Yeah. yeah. Always choose, always type and choose your own video. This movie should have been full of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Cause there, where would they get it from? All of the people that designed (laughs) all of these algorithms. No, you don't get it from those people. Cause those people are just so far up their own asses. You get it from people who like have figured out how to deal with this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I also felt like he made a a good point, which is, um, or or just made it very clear and digestible to a uh, a lot of people, which is, you know, when the movie makes the larger point that a lot of people, you know, get their their information all from Facebook or whatever, and then he just made the point of like that's the same as if if you went to Wikipedia and you entered the same thing and it had different definitions based on who you were. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, yeah, it's it is weird and scary that everyone, especially most of our parents, probably get information from Facebook. I know my mom, oh, yeah. my mom and dad both do. Yeah, my mom's been on it now for uh, she's probably been on for ten years, but my dad got on like two years ago, maybe. So he's in, he got thrown into the deep end pretty fast, huh? Yeah, and it's <laughs> funny because I don't think he has ever posted anything himself, but he is up in those <laughs> comments. Uh, <laughs> my God. Uh, specifically with like just a couple of my mom's friends that I'm also friends with. Mm-hmm. He's in there riffing, hard riffing. That's so fun. I like that <laughs> yeah. for him. Yeah, no, I think he has a good time with it, I guess. I, uh, <laughs> I, I like, see, so, like, I, I feel like the the message of the social dilemma was delete your accounts. <laughs> yeah. And that is, like, the least practical advice I can imagine. <laughs> right, well, and especially considering, you know, you saw as soon as that movie dropped on Netflix, a bunch of people posting, like, oh, I'm going to be deleting this uh, app in a week. And they're not going to, they're not going to a week later. No, like you're still, you, you saw the movie and feel like you're radicalized to against social media. Um, and you're still seeking the tiny dopamine hit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One last hit. Yeah. You know, a lot of people I think will probably delete their Facebook as a result of this movie but they'll keep their Instagram. doesn't matter. It has the same information on you. That, that has been my favorite kind of post is people have been like, I'm getting off this terrible app. If you need me, I'll be on Instagram. Yeah. And it's more <laughs> like, like, it's, the, it's like, if you, yeah. And it's like, if you're, if you're saying I'm deleting this terrible app because it's tracking my movements and blah, blah, blah. And I don't like the security reasons. Then it's like, okay, dumb. <laughs> because you still have Instagram. But if you're deleting it saying like, I get nothing out of this anymore and I'm getting out, then that's, I mean, sure. I, I always tell clients whenever I have new clients that want 
to know like what platform they should do stuff on, I never recommend Facebook. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, think about where you enjoy spending time. Is it Facebook? Right. And they're like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, then don't, you shouldn't, we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Let's just not bother with this. It's on its way out. Yeah. <laughs> I have I haven't done it, but I maybe I'm into that category of like no, but I'm gonna do it. But yeah. like after after watching this, I mean, Facebook is definitely the one of I mean the only ones that I really have are Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and Google. And, I mean, twi- oh, and Google, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, and Gmail. I have my Gmail that I'm oh. fucking addicted to. I need <laughs> I that. I love hit. the email. Yeah. I mean, but for practical advertising purposes, Google is the same equal amount of problems. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, just in terms of like the user experience of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also there's YouTube and all that stuff, but just right. in terms of like those kinds of really classic mm-hmm. uh, social media things, is that's the one that has changed so much yeah from the time that i got it 13 years ago until now yeah totally because there there really was a time when it was about connecting with friends and talking to them and like having little updates of like i did this today you did that today whatever and you know and yeah pictures i remember yeah i had fun it really has just become people calling each other nazis and communists in every single post yeah i i looked at I, I have to open Facebook every day for work, but I've long preached my trick of just setting a bunch of pages to be C first so that I can just see like dogs <laughs> first <Yeah. laughs> and I don't have to deal with anyone's thoughts. But um, yeah. I looked on my Facebook the other day and just like looked at my Facebook wall, which I never do. And it was just like <laughs> 20 posts from my mom and Alex's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh boy, <laughs> these are, this is who's left for me here. Um, <laughs> but I think something interesting is like two things. One, the, the Facebook monetization guy was talking about how when he came up with the ad revenue monetization plan, it was because that's what Google did, and it seemed elegant. He called it elegant a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when Google did that, it was like the tail end of the dot-com boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was a bubble bursting, and they were panicked. So this was a panicked decision that one company made that changed everything, that changed the way all of them are doing it. And they're they're all just echoing this one decision that was made under duress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's, I don't know. I mean, I just think that's interesting. And someone in the movie brought up like that there's a real lack of leadership in social media. And it's like all these companies were started by 22 year olds. (laughs) Yeah. That's why like, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> and it's nothing yeah. against 22-year-olds. There are some who are strong leaders, have at least the potential to be strong leaders. But for the most part, they have no practical experience. They don't care what's going on in the world. Well, and, and it should be noted, they're started by 22-year-olds, but with the money of, like, vampire venture capitalist guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when I say vampire, I mean literally, like, guys who drink blood, like Peter Thiel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> truly. And, like, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is just, like, objectively such a bad leader and a, a, just a void of any feelings or... I mean, he's the biggest war criminal we have. 
Oh, <laughs> I, I did. I did. I did have a question for both of y'all. Uh, whose hairline is more ridiculous, Mark Zuckerberg or LeBron James? Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg by a lot. I feel like. <laughs> Uh, it depends on yeah. the season with LeBron. I think when you when the season first starts, it's a little more established, and then it gets yeah. a little funkier as the yeah, season yeah. goes along. <laughs> it is weirdly like more filled in at the beginning of the season, <laughs> and then it just like kind of dissipates. <laughs> I don't know but, what's going on there. But man, Zuck, uh, his is so weird. It's like, dude, just just go Lex Luthor, just go full <laughs> Lex Luthor. What are you waiting for? He he should. He has so much blood on his hands. It's crazy. They don't even talk about how many people died in Myanmar because of him. Oh Christ! It's yeah. twenty four thousand. Jesus it's, God! It's a ton of nine elevens. It's so many people, and there was. Um, That's one eighth of a COVID. Jesus. There was there was a thing that happened earlier this week on BuzzFeed, I think that they got a lady um, who worked in um, who worked at Facebook. She, she basically was quitting and she quit in like a blaze of glory with like a 6,600 word memo that she, uh-huh. <laughs> she was a data scientist at Facebook um, uh-huh. uh, filled with concrete examples of heads of government and political parties um, using fake accounts. And just her whole thing was about how she spent all this time making decisions that made world news with no oversight. Like (laughs) she just was like, she's just like a 25 year old that was like, (laughs) I guess I'm going to stop, you know, Azure Bajan from being (laughs) taken over by this dictator. People would jokingly call her a dictator because she had so much control over small countries. Jesus. And she, and she just just like over the data, the sharing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the and BuzzFeed got the memo and they published it and it's damning. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Damn, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty terrifying. That that was this movie right where they said that like when you get a phone in Singapore, they just automatically install Facebook for you in Myanmar. Yeah, or Myanmar, Myanmar. That's right. Uh, but probably oh I think I bet a lot of countries. Uh, right. they just do that yeah well and facebook owns uh whatsapp now too right mm-hmm. and that is globally as far as i know like the kind of de facto messaging service yeah. and stuff like that um so hey they they got you from all angles and the damn phone too that's the other thing it's like if you're gonna actually try to become a neo-luddite not only do you have to delete all that shit you got to get a different phone you got to get a jitterbug or uh, one of them burner fo- Walter White burner phones from the from the gas station because uh, that microphone is uh, is listening to you. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. like because they, they I think they gave a couple examples in the movie of of stuff like that where they would somebody would be typing something or you know whatever and then it would just pop up like oh do you want to buy this thing that that happened to me I'm sure I mentioned it on the other podcast but. I was having a discussion with somebody about, I think it was with Carter, actually. We were talking about Sega Genesis and uh, specifically the game Streets of Rage, which was like a fucking huge game for me. Uh, love that game. Still <laughs> love that game. And we were talking about it for a long time. And then I put on, turned on uh, Facebook and there was a uh, an ad for a Streets of Rage t-shirt. Wow. <laughs> Oh I hadn't God. I hadn't fucking typed shit about it. We had just been talking about it for like 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden it was like, would you like to buy the Streets of Rage t-shirt? And guess what? 
I bought the t-shirt because <laughs> it was $16 and I was like mad. But at the same time, I was like, that is a dope shirt. You, you and, gave uh, a nice little reward to your advertisers. I did. And now every time I go to Walmart, all of the 34 year old men in Walmart come up to me and go, bro, that's a fucking sweet shirt. I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're the bell of the Walmart. I wore it to Walmart uh, back in like, uh, you know, January, back in the winter sometime. And yeah, two different guys who looked exactly like me both were like, sweet shirt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> Talk about Streets of Rage next to your phone and you can get one too. <laughs> so the shit's real. We're not crazy. <laughs> it's like they really, they categorically deny that all the time when it gets brought up. But I don't, there's so many stories of it happening. Uh, what? What do they, I mean, it's so funny because, yeah, it's like there's Alexa and Google Home. Like, that's all that is. It's just a microphone that sits in your living room and tries to sell you shit. Yeah, and, like, their denial is always based in, like, okay, well, you can reverse engineer, like, the steps of how it figured it out. So I think they would say maybe Carter Googled it later and then... Or Carter Googled it before, and then it knows, like, you and Carter are in communication, and so it's advertising similar products to similar people. You know what I mean? Like, that that's the right. logic. They, they do a degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah. Which would maybe stand to reason if it didn't happen One instantaneously. Yeah. <laughs> like, we finished the conversation. I went upstairs, lie, lie down on the bed, pull up my phone, first thing on my thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like y'all aren't even trying to hide this shit anymore like because i remember like first moved to la right if you went to the grocery store and bought tide with a credit card you'd start seeing tide ads <laughs> you know it used to just yeah. be linked to your credit card but now it's that it's that microphone it's the phone yeah <laughs> yeah yucky <laughs> yeah but also like i said I'm aware of this, you know, I was, I literally made the decision to buy that thing because it was $16. I was mad, but uh-huh. it's cheap. Advertising is okay. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's, it's, it's more the attention suck that is not okay. Yeah. Well, it's the attention suck. And then as feels good, man shows us the, uh, the mind, the mind warping. Too. Well, yeah. And the like. You know, they're allowed to behave as small governments with no oversight thing. Yes, yes. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, I really, I, I hope, I really hope, I would love for him to get very arrested for something. I don't know. I th- I'm sure he never will. I'm sure he gets away with all his crimes. Oh, and he'll live forever, too. He'll be like Kissinger. He'll be just history's greatest villain, and he's still fucking alive somehow at the age of a thousand. With his glassy, all permanently glassy eyes. Yeah, why does he always look like he's about to cry? Did you ever see the sunscreen photo? It's my favorite. Oh, the sunscreen photo is tremendous. Yeah, he looks like Pagliacci, <laughs> the fucking clown. <laughs> and just, there's something so funny about the way he's turned around looking and how, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, how big, it's the big his foot butt stance. is. <laughs> it's, it's the moment when Bigfoot notices uh, Patterson and Gimlin, turns back and looks at him. It's really funny. That's really, really yeah. funny. It's it's funny, and then it's it's like there's that extra layer too, because people pointed out like, oh, by the way, he displaced whatever it was, like a hundred people to get private access to this beach. So you're <laughs> like, God, he's just the worst. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I know what uh, recommend advertising recommendations never make any sense is Amazon's. 
Uh, yeah. Because it's always, you know what I mean? It's always like, oh, you bought a mattress. Would you like to buy the same mattress? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm they, good. They recommend oh, yeah. you the thing that you already bought. <laughs> yeah, that's They true. do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe you just want to double up. <laughs> you know how soft that mattress is? Imagine sleeping on a mattress on top of a mattress. <laughs> Actually, I kind of want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you see. princess in the pea yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I think we've probably exhausted these topics. <laughs> oh, you know what? There was one more. Oh, yeah? There was one part of the uh, Feels Good Man that was really weird in terms of... They included it because it's like, I get it, it's Pepe related, but it has nothing to do with anything else in the movie, which is the rare Pepe guy. Oh, oh God! Yeah, yeah. When he's listening to that like Pokemon parody song the about rare Pepe's weirdo. Yeah, and <laughs> driving his Lamborghini. It it really did just make me think of the Hush Money sketch that where we rented the Ferrari yeah, for Josh because he's wearing the same clothes. <laughs> so and he funny. has like the same jerky mannerisms of like, hey. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that that's the one thing where yeah, i was just like it doesn't have anything to do with what's happening in the rest of the movie oh, no no no. i just meant the economics of that oh yeah, yeah. why does he have money is it from cryptocurrency it's yeah well definitely no, I, got, crypto. I got cryptocurrency i mean the economics of selling a quote-unquote rare jpeg image yeah once i it's also in the movie, didn't fully understand that either yeah, and I'm that... online all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What? I don't." I mean, I remember hearing about rare Pepe's, or like at least seeing jokes about them. Yeah, and I, it, I never bothered to try to figure out what that means. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I don't understand owning well, a JPEG. Seems like the person who sends it to you would probably also just have a copy. Have <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's what I was saying. Is like I understand I, uh, the concept as I as I understood it of rare Pepe's was that the joke is that there is nothing rare on the internet. As soon as right. the, the image is out there, it's fucking out there. It was all about being the first person to post it, I guess. Yeah. But then there was that other element where it turned it, they turned it into like cryptocurrency or something. And, yeah. And I can't even I, remember the crypto. What was it called? It was like, I don't remember, but, but then when it just cut to that guy, and he's like, I got the Homer Simpson Pepe, the rarest one. And he like had a card that yeah. he printed out. Well, I think he made that same point, though. Like the image itself is not valuable. Like the card doesn't matter. The shirt doesn't matter. I think just that image is must be connected to whatever. I don't understand cryptocurrency, but like uh, okay. must be connected to whatever that bit of Oh. blockchain i'm gonna say that as a word that is connected to cryptocurrency okay like locked into some uniquely fingerprinted bit of cryptocurrency and it just has that oh. image with it i think oh so it's like uh i don't know if you, you know they have like thousand dollar bills but they're only available from bank to bank like they don't actually go out into circulation so it's oh. like that <laughs> i have i this is the first i've heard of this so maybe i don't know i I used to have an Encyclopedia Britannica set, and I would read them. <laughs> and I got to the M, and there was a whole section on money. And then there was they showed all the dollar bills, $2 bills, and then they get down to like 
$1,000 bills, $5,000 bills. I believe Grover Cleveland is on the $1,000 bill, and he was a rapist. It's bad. It's bad. Um, it's bad. But, uh, That's yeah. bad. <laughs> as far, yeah, as far as I can tell, it's just the same as owning I got this you. Bitcoin, but just this Bitcoin, this unique Bitcoin is like linked to It's like a higher or denomination or something. I think I I would recommend us not getting too deep in the weeds on this. Right. I think (laughs) it's just like. (laughs) Uh, What I'm saying is a thousand dollar bill is the rarest Pepe. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just like also making your money a collector's item. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I think that we can all agree that that guy was a huge loser. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That that was that was my I guess final question about the the thing is eventually everything reaches entropy and just becomes like a dead you know thing surely that's where this is headed right because i mean 8chan exists because 4chan has essentially been deemed uncool and then i think 8chan got taken down and it's something else now like it has had a few iterations yeah the guys who made 8chan are like constantly getting taken down because of like the Christchurch shooter or whoever, like people who are like <laughs> yeah. live streaming their shootings. Right. Um, and those guys are, I don't remember where they live, but it's somewhere in Asia, maybe um, Singapore or something like that. But they uh, okay. like, well, and there's speculation that they're Q, right? That's like the, I mean, the whatever, H-N. who gives a fuck who Q is? <laughs> it doesn't even matter at this point. Um. No, no. But what, what I'm saying is my hope is that ultimately the time-tested, uh, you know, this isn't cool anymore. Yeah. <laughs> will eventually settle over that. And a lot of those, um, you know, kind of active Nazis might recede back into the background the way they were during you know the, the mid to or early, yeah. early 2000s. I mean, oh, but their whole thing is making the- money. The, the weird, like, guys. chaos magic guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought he was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed all like that stuff. Weird he wrench was... to throw into the world. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him a lot. I was comforted yeah. by him, but I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, I mean, the 8chan guys, um, I think they're just, the, you know, it's just a money machine for them. They don't really give a fuck about anything else. Sure. So they it's just very keep remaking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why these two movies are like very, you know, they're 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 of a piece, I think. Because cause you're dealing right. with a lot of the same kind of derangement and personality types with a lot of these people. It's just one of them has a tremendous amount more power and the other ones are kind of, you know, miniature dictators of their little fiefdom. Right. Um but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> feels good man and just uh very depressing um <laughs> you know what feels good mountain dew and tequila that's true <laughs> man that's so true um well do you guys want to wrap this up i i don't know how to do it with two movies do you want to do like uh, one statement that covers both movies and how yeah. they connect <laughs> yeah or you could just say uh you know uh fight the urge to post or fight the urge to weigh in rather yes copyright monica scott 2014 <laughs> uh i mean i'm sure someone then... else has said that before <laughs> <laughs> it's really important advice though yeah yeah you know like here's when i weigh in for instance just this just happened the other day 
uh, Cracker Barrel announced that <laughs> they they are going to start serving alcohol. And I didn't, frankly, know that Cracker Barrel didn't already serve alcohol. I just assumed <laughs> they maybe had like a very small beer list, maybe some wine. But no, it's a new thing. And uh, they posted this on like the local WSFA affiliate out of Montgomery, Alabama, uh, which is where I usually that's usually where I go on to have fun, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of like older people just being like, "Well, there goes my business. It's not a family restaurant anymore." And uh, th- and then this is when I weigh in is to say something to that, like uh, which I did. Uh, it's like. Hey, last Christmas, me and my family got in a pull-apart brawl, and we were all drunk as hell. <laughs> we showed up drunk. <laughs> See, that's that's fun, you know, because then it's just you're you're freaking out the squares, but you're not doing so in a way that's Nazi-ish. You're just just being like, I'm a big piece of trash. Yeah. yeah. So that, you know, f- have fun, have fun. Treat treat Facebook like your fun summer vacation. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not serious. Don't get mad. Yeah. All right. I'll combine your, your thing with the thing that I've been saying a lot on my, on my show. Uh, so here's my three sentences, Mm -hmm. uh, fight the urge to weigh in, watch feels good man and not the social dilemma. And then (laughs) don't let them see you get mad. Boom. That's my advice. I'm, I've been saying, put that on my tombstone. Don't let them see you get mad because that is, that, that's, that's the problem with all this. If you just fucking, if you could just push it down and be like, it's not real. The algorithm has been pushed out to uh, make my opinion detestable to a certain amount of people. And that's fine. You know, I've got real friends yeah. uh, that I love dearly. I, uh, I exist in the real world and the fake world is just that. If you can just sort of yeah. be a little more zen, then maybe the world can kind of turn the little burners down a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> that is definitely the advice. Yeah. That's a good one. I'll I'll do one. Um, the Social Dilemma and Feels Good Man are about the internet and social media and how they're bad and breaking all of our brains. <laughs> <laughs> And again, don't watch The Social Dilemma, but do watch Feels Good Man. Okay. (laughs) Those are my two senses. Since it's not on Netflix, uh, I may have a way to view it. Just tweet at me at at Rivers Langley. Yeah, if you can't can't figure it out, Rivers is your your tutorial. Um, And Luke, do you want to say something? (laughs) Pete from Mad Men became the ultimate advertiser. Good oh, for him. He so won. Is that who Vincent Cartheither is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait, he was the he was the guy in the spaceship? Yeah. Shit, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. The moment where they zoom out and it's like, whoa, everybody's in one of these pods. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, fuck off. This is so... The, the budget for this was so crazy. Well, was it? I mean, it just yeah, had yeah. to be for a documentary. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, they got, <laughs> documentary they budget. Got Vincent Carthizer. <laughs> it can't be cheap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, it sounds like we did it, huh? Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Rivers, do you want to plug anything? Twitter and Instagram at Rivers Langley. I have fun. I, I still have fun on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I still love it. 
<laughs> I'm still thinking about the good times. Uh, Dugarita, <laughs> you get a blender, you fill it up with ice, and then you get a 20 ounce Mountain Dew and 100 milliliters of Jose Cuervo Silver and a shot and a half of lime juice. Blend that shit and enjoy the summer vibes and don't take anything you read on your phone too seriously. <laughs> so you plugged Dugarita. Uh, Dugarita and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Great. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, Luke? Twitter and Instagram at Luke F. Johnson. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm Mighty Monica. It's Monica with a K. And thank you guys so much for listening. Oh.